I I listened to our. Uh, okay, so the cold open last week's episode, I must have listened to ten times. It made me so happy. I I even played it for Molly. It was just so good, and I liked it so much. At one point, I listened to maybe ten minutes of the rest of the show, and it's not oh. bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. Uh, I'm Pajiba contributor Dan Hamamura, and with me, as always, are Pajiba TV editor Tori Preston. Congratulations, Dan. Congratulations, Tori. Thanks for being here. And also, uh, Pajiba tornado expert Dustin Rolls. <laughs> You're welcome, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. And by the way, that uh, tornado, I should clarify, uh, it's a burrito that can be found in uh, in uh, Portland, Dustin's Maine. neck of the woods. It's a not, barbecue uh, restaurant called Ellesmere. And apparently, <laughs> uh, apparently, Dustin has, for science, tested how much <laughs> tornado burrito is too much, and yeah, uh, he yeah. can tell you one burrito is too much. <laughs> one burrito with a side of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I have had twenty four hours of meat sweats. <laughs> Which is <laughs> not a great thing to have during a pandemic. Nope. It's nope. a great. It, it's it's uh, It's it's the perfect time to have meat sweats when you are stuck inside with a an entire family, and you cannot leave. Um. <laughs> <laughs> great life decisions being made all around. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, you know, we're speaking of life decisions. Uh, everyone had to choose what they're drinking this week. Uh, so. Tori, what are you drinking? Um, well, obviously, our As choices were made probably several weeks ago, right. uh, the last time we did grocery <laughs> shopping. Uh, but I am drinking a bottle of bourbon that has Vermont maple syrup in it because it's an oh. old standby, and hopefully mm-hmm. I will not down the entire bottle in a night. <laughs> they have hopefully. bourbon with maple syrup in it, and they also have maple syrup with bourbon in it. Oh, yeah. Vermont's wonderful. I know. <laughs> All you need are those two ingredients. <laughs> it's much. just a very, you know, sliding scale of one to the other. <laughs> uh, I am uh, drinking something called Big Churn. And, uh, <laughs> and though the, uh, the, uh, it's advertises, you just hear the inscription, smooth and rich as fresh churned cream. This full-flavored and sumptuous Chardonnay takes oh. the classic oaky, buttery, Profile to new high. It's oaky and buttery and creamy. It's a fucking Chardonnay. <laughs> okay, because honestly, I thought you were going to say it was. Thing. Yeah, right, like, I thought it was like going to be Irish cream. Yeah, or a white Russian or something. This is a yeah. Chardonnay. What the hell? Ew. Is, is that an accurate uh, description of the taste? Yeah, I can taste the oakiness. It's <laughs> like it's bathed in oak. Is really what's going on. So it's more yeah. oaky and less creamy? Because I was going to say, yeah. if it, if it has the full any... cream profile, I'd imagine we should recommend it to <laughs> producer buttery? Seth. That's true. Um, because, uh, as you know, we're getting to it early this week. Producer yeah. Seth, who uh, has been mocking us for not... Uh, he's kind of doing a, a, a little uh, quarantine dance on, on the uh, Zoom that I'm... Doom window that I'm definitely <laughs> looking at him through. <laughs> he because, he's not aware. Yeah, because uh, it's well, uh, Tori, you don't have to 
look, it's fine. The the cameras, it's it was all in, it's all in the up and up is what I'm saying. But Waste the up. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but the <laughs> just go on. Um, uh, I promised myself I wouldn't break, and that happened way too fast. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, uh, Seth is desperate for uh, human interaction, and uh, he's willing to accept it on Twitter uh, via your comments. Yes. Um, and you can reach him at lovespackle, L-U-V-S-P-A-C-K-L-E. Thank you, Tori, for bringing it up early while we can still spell yes. before uh, we and get he too loves- sloshed. Human interaction cool. in the form of survivor spoilers before it <laughs> airs on the West Coast. That that's exactly what he wants. Um, um, he also enjoys descriptions of things that might be creamy, that's um, true. or oaky, <laughs> mostly creamy though. He's a cream expert, right? He he really is uh, is an, he's a cream enthusiast. Yeah, uh, he's not a professional, but he no. uh, he takes his work seriously. Amateur, but yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, amateur, but yeah, enjoys it. Uh, as for me, I have dipped into my strategic whiskey reserve, uh, and I'm drinking a Suntory Toki, which is just their blend. It's like the cheap one, but it was on sale, and I got it a while back because uh, for times like this, when I don't want to get into the good stuff. Um, but it's it's fine. Like, it's not bad. It's just, it's not the, you know, pricey stuff. This is the one that I can pour into the into my official Podjiba mug and uh and I don't know how much I've poured, probably too much, but it's okay. You can't tell because the inside of the mug is black. Right. Which, which was I love. by design. Yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> it's a mystery every time I pour. Yeah. Uh you know it's not a mystery. We're gonna ask Dustin this question and, and we already I know the like, answer. Feel like we already know the answer. Uh, it's time for Dustin, did you do your homework? Uh, if we had a soundboard, there would be a fun sound right you there. A, you have a siren. Oh, I do have a siren. Uh, yeah, a klaxon or whatever. Oh. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do that next time. I'll, I'll just punch it in because yeah. I, I definitely do a lot of editing on these. So yeah. it's time for the question. Dustin, uh, you've, been, you've been tasked with uh, watching uh, Star Trek and catching up on Picard. Uh, and so uh, it's time for the people to know, did you do your homework? Okay, so... We, you know, weeks ago, we watched the first episode of Picard. It's a yes or no question, Dustin. Saturday, my wife said, hey, you guys want to watch another Picard? And both my son and I said no. Uh, reclaiming my time, Dustin, uh, it's, a, it's a simple question. Yeah. Did you do your homework? I have not. You have not. Okay. No. Um, but I remember, do you remember your early excuses being that it was homework that you had to do with the whole family? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And now it's uh and now I have nothing you. but time with them. Yeah. Right. And uh because as you know, having kids home all, all day uh definitely makes yeah. your life easier is my it, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's my yeah. understanding of it. So. <laughs> it's, yes. It's literally Daddy, yeah. can you help? Dad, Dad, <laughs> can you do this? Dad, can but you, you don't help have me with to this? drive anywhere. That saves you so much That's time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> You just have to get up and walk to the other side of the table every 30 <laughs> seconds. Wait, they're doing homework in the same room with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, We're all in this that... together, Tori. Oh, God. Maybe the key is instead of them asking for your help, you ask for their help, and they start <laughs> writing for Teen Pajiba. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It's time. 
It's time to, to launch that brand. Or you need help with your homework, so they mm-hmm. have to watch Star Trek for you. Yep, yep. You do have homework that you are neglecting. And then you tell, that's and then true. they tell you about it. Mm-hmm. They're eight. Oh, that's a good that idea. You have. They can all watch different episodes, and they just give you little little uh, book reports. Yeah. There you go. Mm. They can do that. Yeah, they do. They do have writing assignments every day. <laughs> <laughs> I know because they read those writing assignments to me when they're done while I'm working. Well, you see, the real problem is, you know, during this quarantine period, you're going to get so used to having people just read their work to you <laughs> that we're going to have to start submitting articles to you over the yeah. phone. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. live performances of our recaps. And I mean, we can do that. In. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. What if uh, you turn the uh, office Slack into uh, an office Zoom meeting? Yeah, I was thinking about that, you know? <laughs> would be so unproductive. <laughs> would be the worst. <laughs> we get nothing done. Sometimes it's nice to see other people. How many people have you seen uh, outside of your home this week? None. Um, but that's not unusual. <laughs> yeah, only, only like when I've gone to the grocery store, basically. Yeah, I went to the grocery store once, and then uh, we go on walks, and, you know... Sometimes we see our neighbors, and they're on the other side of the street, and we stay on our side of the street, but we wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's it going? How's it going? I'm looking forward to, like, when it gets spring. It's snowing right now. There's supposed to be six inches tonight. Yeah. When the it snow is terrible. Spring, and we can, like, sit out on either side of the road and drink a beer and talk. I don't Come know what that's like. Uh, yeah. because, or neighbors. Um, yeah. Neighbors are nice. Yeah, we don't, we don't, it's, uh, you know, there are a lot of people there, but we don't really talk. I see my neighbors coming down the street and I go inside before, but I, because I have enough distance that I can see them coming and, and Also, they may or may not have a shotgun. No, they usually don't. They're usually lovely people with very nice dogs, um, sometimes coming with their kids. Um, if I'm walking my dog, like, hell no, I'm taking the dog inside. He'll just bark. <laughs> Um, but other times, I'm sometimes I hide in, sh- in like my shed. <laughs> I just don't want to say hi. <laughs> so you're I'm, friendly. I think I'm really, really antisocial now that I'm now that I'm putting it out there into words. <laughs> I'm now you have an hidden. excuse, government sanctioned excuse. Yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. I need to put up like gates. Like, large. (laughs) Anyway. No, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the... uh, You know how we know everything's fine, Tori? It's because we got some good news today, in fact. We got some great news, Dan. Mm -hmm. Thank you for bringing it up. So, if you guys (laughs) remember last week, I was a little distraught because Dan was lying to me about how Supernatural is getting canceled and won't get its complete season. And I was like, that sounds like some bullshit because it's the last season of Supernatural and they're definitely going to film the finale. I think if you go back and listen to last episode, you'll find that 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 is an... That is a that is a Tori is misremembering what happened and what was stated. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was a fantastic reenactment <laughs> of exactly the way that conversation went. But anyway, um, Dan, it turns out, was completely wrong. And today, 
we found out <laughs> uh, that Supernatural is, while it is on hiatus, and actually, um, oh, so first, did you guys realize that Supernatural moved to Monday nights? As um, in, it's yes. competing with 911? I did not until you just told me. Yeah, so anyway, that's some bullshit. Um, two, <laughs> Supernatural is, so tonight, I guess it's like, I think tonight was their 13th episode. And they're going to go on a hiatus from here because they've shot through episode 18, I believe. I don't but uh, they didn't get to finish this, the special effects. Mm-hmm. You know, the monsters. Right. So, uh, so they have more episodes that have been shot. And then there were like three episodes that hadn't been shot mm-hmm. or so. They had the last few. And basically the showrunner came out and was like, you know, we're not done we promise whenever we can, we will finish up the editing on the episodes that have been shot and we will film the actual, you know, finale. Like, we right. will go through so the end of the season. They have so much time now to work on it. Huh? They have so much time to rewrite it now and make it actually decent. You I'm shut sure your mouth. Wow. <laughs> would, that was, how many years that has was it a... been on Fridays? It was, no, it's been on every night of the week. It's, oh, sorry. I mean, this is the 15th season. There were times where it was on Tuesdays, on Thursdays, on whatever nights, and now it's Mondays. I don't know. I mean, I think when they started, the CW probably was only programming maybe three nights a week. Yeah. And then now they're doing every night, including except for Saturday. Yeah, but I also think, I feel like last week, like, they, they only moved to Monday, and they've had, like, two episodes, and suddenly it's like, and we're on hiatus. <laughs> like, I feel really bad that they're getting so jerked around in their last season. Um, but I also figure they're probably not doing anything for new viewers, so. Right. You know, you're just pleasing. But that's good to know that they'll, they've, uh, they've committed to, uh, to. Finishing it out. Finishing it out. And, and we'll probably get it by. I don't know, Labor Day? (laughs) They'll be airing it next October. It will still be sooner than the the Timeless fans got their ending. Um, It took like a year for them to do the the movie. They did like a movie. They they brought it back for like a movie, but then it was like months later. I don't know. Um, I didn't watch Timeless. I watched the movie. It was good, but... You watched the, the movie finale for a show that you hadn't seen? I watched like the first six episodes and I enjoyed it and then kind of fell off for some reason and then came back for the movie. That's some real depressing. And I didn't know anything that was going on, uh, but I enjoyed it in a way that made me think, oh, I should go back and watch Timeless. Did you? I I haven't done it. Because like once you seasons. see the end, why would you go back and Well, no, because like... I want to know what happened to get them there. And, you know, each episode is like a different time period, so that's fun. And uh, I love watching Malcolm Barrett, uh, who was on um, Better Off Ted. And he's also a rapper called Verbal, uh, and he's great. Like, his rap is good, too. So I, I, there are a lot of reasons for me to, to, to watch it, and I That guy I is a rapper? Did. Michael Barrett's a rapper? Yeah. A, or Malcolm no Barrett, idea. sorry, yeah. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a rapper. The nerdy guy he's from a, Better Off Dead. The yeah, scientist. And he, yeah, and he's got a... He's, he's pretty good. Yeah, right. so... How about that? I like um, that you just made a very convincing argument for people to do the exact thing that you did not do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Maybe now I'll do it. Maybe, maybe that will be the show that I... Uh, one of the shows that I spend some of my... Uh, Social distancing time on. Um, 
you can, and that can be your homework. And then that we can do, do Dustin do his homework, and he'll say no, and then we'll be like, oh, wow. oh Dan, did you do your homework? And you'll be like, yes, and you'll, <laughs> it'll be great. I've never seen I that show. That had a great cast. Yes, it did. I like that you assume that I will do my homework, but Dustin will not. I mean, if it's um, a choice. <laughs> I will do it only out of spite. And exactly. just to make Dustin look bad. I'll be like, I watched four episodes last week. and <laughs> While uh, eating a burrito. Yeah. And While I'm eating fine. a tornado. <laughs> yeah. It's called the tornado. It's amazing. Uh, no, we, we have Korean burritos here, Dustin. So, uh, But anyway. Um, Abigail Spencer was in that. I love her. Yeah, she was the lead. She was number one on the call sheet for that show. She's, she was also in Suits, you know. Yes, yes, she was. <laughs> Suits, a long-running cable show, but not as long-running right. as Dustin's favorite cable show, The Walking Dead. That's right. So, uh, so last last night was a big episode. Okay, why it is was, that? It was Michonne's final episode. Aww. <laughs> I remember that's, her. That's a reaction. Yeah. Well, she what? was on back when I watched. Back when I exactly. Yeah. <laughs> She's like been on handful. for eight seasons, and I think uh, when Rick left, she was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm out of here too. I I can't mm-hmm. handle this Georgia summers any longer, and I'm in fucking Black Panther. Yeah. And she's show running an HBO show, and out in May, she's like, I'm done. Honestly, it HBO makes no Max sense that she was still on, on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, she was on the first half, and then, then she came back for one episode on the back half, which is basically... Oh, okay. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was an okay episode. It reminded me a, a lot of the um, Thor's cave bath in uh, Ultron. Oh. Which is to say it was mostly... It was, wasn't really about The Walking Dead so much as it was about setting up The Walking Dead movies. Oh. Which, which was kind of annoying, because basically... <laughs> She left the rest of the cast. She went on a boat, and some guy, oh, uh, uh, Kevin uh, Carroll, O'Carroll, from The Leftovers. Okay. Yeah, anyway. He gave her <laughs> some, like, uh, uh, hallucinatory tea, and she had a lot of, she tripped for, like, half an hour and envisioned her life as a savior, that means she was like um, Negan's right hand gal. Yeah. She was the one that killed, you know, Glenn or whatever. And this hallucination. So it was a lot of hallucinating in this episode. Wait, did they is... bring back Glenn? Well, they used archival footage, like footage. old footage, and then they spliced Denai Guerrero into it. So it was, it, oh. I mean, it was interesting at points, yeah. but also kind of annoying at points. And you feel like, she, she, it was a good send-off, I guess, for the movies. But it was kind of a lousy way, lousy last episode for her mm-hmm. as part of The Walking Dead. But she was so good. Will she be in the movies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. th- at the end of the episode, uh, she leaves to go search for Rick Grimes, who's, who the movies are about. Right. Uh, okay. So how would it compare? How do you compare it to uh, to the Rick send off? Because I mean that's that's kind of the actually that's the last uh, Walking Dead episode I watched because I came oh. back to to watch that one. But we'll see. We didn't know that Rick was c- 
coming. We didn't know about Rick Grimes movies. We thought he was going to die. So when right. I thought he was died, he was dead. I thought it was an amazing episode, and I loved it. And then, like, literally 30 seconds after the episode ended, they're like, Rick's not dead. There's going to be Rick Grimes movies. And you're like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> I think that's my problem, because now I'm like, it's one thing if he had died, because it's like his daughter is still in the show. Mm-hmm. Right. But now knowing that he's just somewhere out there and she's going to go find him and it's like has he not been trying to get back together with these people like what the fuck I don't understand yeah it's it's really hard yeah we have no idea we don't know well, yeah, alright because also know. now it's it's like 10 years later or 5 years later or something since he yeah. left yeah it is it's 10 years later and what's interesting is that in this episode the thing that you know provokes Michonne to go searching for Rick is that she's on a um naval ship and she finds Rick's cowboy boots one and then she finds Rick's iPhone or or an iPhone cover with Rick's name on it and then um these drawings of Michonne and Judith but Judith as she is now hmm. so obviously mm-hmm. Rick either Rick is I don't, I, either somebody else drew it or Rick has been spying on them. I have no idea. <sighs> this huh. seems very complicated. It is. <laughs> but all of it, you know, they have the, the, the other series, which has been delayed, The World Beyond, mm-hmm. and all of that was supposed to tie in to eventually to the Rick Grimes movies. But we have mm-hmm. no idea what's going to happen now. Since everything's been put on hold and, you know. Wouldn't that be weird? Like, now that everything's been put on hold and, like... So, the idea of these movies has been hanging out there for, like, a couple of years now. Right. And the show now has multiple shows that are all pushing toward the eventuality of these movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Which still are not any closer to fruition. <laughs> Like, what if the movies never happen and everything these shows have been constrained trying to to make happen just falls through? Well, yeah. I mean, these were supposed to be theatrical movies, and that seems a little uncertain now. And, you know, tonight, Guerrero's schedule could be a lot more complicated in a couple of years. But it looks... I mean, The World Beyond, the, uh, the new spinoff, it's 20 episodes, two seasons. It seems to be leading toward that. So as long as they can do it, then they'll, they'll have the movies. There's supposed to be three. They probably won't go to theaters. But AMC's got nothing else, so what else are they going to do? Yeah. What is Andrew Lincoln up to? Living off the... I think he just money. wanted to go back to London and hang out for yeah. a bit. I mean, who doesn't? Oh, man. What was his... Do you guys know his last name? His real last name? No. I love it. What was it? Uh... Oh, yeah, Andrew Clutterbuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, he, a... he made the right choice changing his uh, <laughs> stage name. That's a yep. great last name. Although there's a, there's a hockey player named Clutterbuck, I think. Clutterbuck. Uh, it's a good name. Um... Clutterbuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're so delighted by it. <laughs> Uh, uh, that reminds me of uh, another person who has a good name, Dustin, and I think you'll agree. Uh, it's uh, y- 
probably, I, I assume you're a fan. I have definitely become a fan as a recent convert to the cult of Survivor. Uh, <laughs> oh, Parvati oh, yes. Shallow. Yes. Uh, I don't know why, but her her name kind of very fits her very much to me. Yes. Like I'm like you do seem like it. somehow a white lady who's very good at manipulating people <laughs> named Parvati Shallow is appropriate, but also still, like, very charming, and I'm, like, I'm on your side, even though I can see how you're, like, manipulating people. Um, uh, she didn't have a chance this year. No, she didn't. It's uh, it's unfortunate, because this... Uh, so we're talking about Survivor, obviously. Uh, the episode last week, which, uh, by the time you're hearing this, it'll be a week old, but um, Parvati, they, they, did a, they did a double elimination after doing a tribe swap, uh, going from two to three. Tori, you don't know any of this. Um <laughs> I'm assuming. You don't know uh, me. That's true. I don't. Um, but uh, but Parvati, who's a fan favorite, got kind of screwed and uh, ended up uh, ended up being uh, being voted out. But the uh, that that one, yeah, she didn't have a chance. But obviously, the big move. I'm assuming, Dustin, that you want to oh, talk man. about is what happened with Sandra, right? So and Denise. Yeah. So first of all. In a row, there was Boston Rob, then Parvati, then Sandra. The three best players in Survivor history all went mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. before the merge in right. a row. Right. But the best was Sandra's. Because mm-hmm. Sandra has always been... She's the only two-time winner, even though she didn't deserve her second win. Parvati <laughs> should have gotten that one. <laughs> Still bitter. Still, yeah. But she's, like, cocky. She's... So sure, she's so sure that she's not going to be voted off. She sells her immunity idol to Denise right. for a fire right. token. For one fire token now and one fire token to be paid after the tribal council. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she won't have to pay that tribal, that fucking. She gave <laughs> up her immunity and then everybody voted for Denise except for Denise. Who right. had two immunity idols. She, there were four votes on Denise. He, she had immunity. She gave one of hers to Jeremy, which mm-hmm. bonds them for life. And right. then she used her one vote to vote out Sandra. And Sandra right. had no idea. Yeah. Just total hubris. Just, <laughs> I mean, Rob, you could tell, sort of knew it was coming. Barbara absolutely knew it was coming. Sandra had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that's funny is that she played her idol, or, or she sold her idol, and for whatever reason didn't didn't see it coming. Um, and I guess it was because Denise was kind of. I mean, I mean, obviously it it's uh, you know we're only seeing how they're portrayed uh, through through the way the show's uh, put together, but Denise was has never been viewed as a threat, no. right? Um, and on top of that. Uh, when the the tribes were split into three tribes, uh, she was on the on the uh, on the bad side of the numbers. Like like right. she from her previous tribe, she, it was only her and uh, Jeremy, and so they were outnumbered. So it seemed like you know no matter what, one of them is going to go home unless they can play idols. Um, but oh. it's uh, I guess I, I, I guess you would assume that Sandra thought that uh, maybe Tony would be a bigger target than her. Um, that's kind of the only reason to, for her to yeah, make her move, right? Is that it she didn't make assume... any sense? Like, yeah, but she knew that Denise had an idol because she gave it to her. 
But and she yet, didn't know Denise had two idols, right? Right, right. So no Either one way, knew about the other one. Either way, would she vote for Denise? If she knew she had an idol. You mean because she sold it to her? Yeah. Uh, that I no, I could see that. No, no, why, oh, no, no. Oh, I see what you're saying. Why, I missed it because my TV went out because on Wednesday night, uh, everybody on the entire planet was using uh, their streaming services, so we <laughs> lost like five to six minutes mm-hmm. for the tribal council. So I don't understand why Sandra voted for Denise, even though she knew she had her idol. I mean, I get. Oh, that's interesting. I, I mean, I would assume that it's to show loyalty to the rest of the thing. It's to show that 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 the plan was intact, right? Because because if if you if she believes that she's truly not that Denise isn't going to target her, like she like she's thinking in 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 her mind, this is kind of the way I, I would uh, see it based on the how many sh- uh, shots worth of uh, whiskey that I've had up to this point. Um, <laughs> Which I feel like puts me in the mindset of someone who is, you know, starving and sure. sleep deprived and sleeping on an island for three weeks. Um, she probably assumed. I think her mistake was that she assumed that Tony was the target and that Tony was the one who would who would be voted out in the event that it wasn't uh, either Sandra or I'm sorry, either Denise or Jeremy. So. Knowing that, she says, like, I'm going to be, mag- like, she's kind of going with, like, I'm, I'm being magnanimous and selling you my idol, and you're not going to be so um, uh, ruthless as to turn that around on me. So, uh, so, she, so she would say, like, so, so the plan, quote unquote, was everyone votes for, uh, for Denise. And so to show, to keep her people in line and to, to, to prove that she's still in, in line with them, she has to vote Denise. Because if she votes for someone else, then she's gone against their plan, right? Right. So she's doing all of that assuming, like she's basically assuming that she's throwing Tony under the bus, secretly. Um, but it backfired in, in a spectacular way. Just wonderful um, way. I've never um, liked Sandra very much. I, I don't understand. So I don't know. I haven't watched a show, obviously, since forever, for those of you who listen every week, um, but I, how, why do how does Sandra win? Because just the fact that she doesn't like she does she sits out on uh, challenges, so she yeah, just yeah. seems like she wouldn't be useful to keep around. Like I feel like I would just vote her out just because like you can't help us in like a very crucial way. No, well, uh, the second time she won uh, was All Stars. And mm. she was the goat, and the not the greatest of all time, but the actual goat. Uh, Meaning that season, that's the person that you carry around because yeah, you take you her know to the, the end because they have no chance to win. And okay. every season there is one of those, and every season that person gets no votes. But this particular season, it was her against poverty and uh, a guy named Brand uh, um, Russell Hance, who is the most hated player in Survivor <laughs> history. Oh gosh, <laughs> he actually deserve to win but they hated him so much and then they hated poverty because she aligned with him so much Mm -hmm. that they were like fuck it we're gonna vote for sandra because we hate them too much even though they played a better game and they were both like we're just gonna bring along sandra you know because she has no shot 
Because she obviously can't win. Yeah. Right. And there's and then she did. So this was sort of just karma catching up with her. Yeah. And and then the last time she played, um, I don't remember what season it was, maybe twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, I don't know, something like that. She played again and she was she just came in full villain this time. She's like, I won twice. Nobody's going to vote female off. She played Boston mm-hmm. Rob's game where she just like used fear and they mm-hmm. voted her off and she didn't see it coming in either. She was like, I'm Queen Sandra. Nobody's touching me. <laughs> it was really satisfying when she got voted off that season. Well, it, it is interesting to see that. I mean, this is all new to me, you know, to uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of catching up on, on learning who the players are and, what era they come from but um one thing that's been clear is that the old school players are definitely being kicked out um like between boston rob parvati sandra um these uh, are not just old school players they're like there was a period between like season 15 and season 25 where they would just bring back old players all the time like every season there'd be you know an excuse to bring back some old players so uh A lot of these people played two, three, four times, so people love them because they know them really well. And this right. was also in the heyday of Survivor. Mm-hmm. And then, so that puts a huge target on their backs because, like, everybody's going to be like, "Let's get rid of the super popular people first. <laughs> right. It feels like the uh, the way that when the uh, I don't know if you guys know follow uh, like the World Series of Poker at all, but when the World Series of Poker got really big, then all of a sudden the the big like famous pros could never win because everyone was gunning for them. So like yeah. you'd have these guys who just like bought in and didn't know you know they don't even know what they're doing necessarily as far like from the perspective of a poker player, but they're just gunning for the for the superstar. So like when a when a star lands on their table, they're trying to knock them out. That's kind of all they care about more than winning even. Um, and so it leads to a scenario where. The um, where the superstars are finding it really hard to get to the final table just because everyone's trying to knock them out. Like, like that's all they care about. Yeah. And, yeah. And it, that's what happens every season now. Like, even the non-people you never see every season, now they start going after, you know, the obvious likable people. They're like, oh, people mm-hmm. are going to love her. Let's put her out now. And the only reason I, even Boston Rob won his season, because he had been on three seasons before he won, and he, by the third time he he got voted out before the merge, but the fourth time he managed to align himself with basically a mentally ill man. And that's how he got to the end. <laughs> no. Philip, for those of you who remember... Uh, wait, what season was that, Dustin? Because I, I just, I'm just curious to know if that's in my. A friend of mine gave me homework. So twenty two. Uh, what what what's the name of that season? Do you know? I don't remember what it was called. I do, I just remember it was twenty two. Uh, uh, twenty two is not in my list. So I don't, I don't think, think it was a great season, except for the fact that Boston Rob won. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, here here's my. Actually, I'll I'll ask you this question, Dustin, since you've you're a fan. Um, so this is a list that a friend of mine who's watched, I think, all of them uh, has given me. So he said the definite, the def, he didn't give me an order, but he said kind of like these are the ones to definitely watch. He said All Stars, which is season eight. Um, all the old schoolers, Rob Amber, Richard Hatch, yeah, yeah. Finn Colby, et cetera. 
Uh, he said blood versus water. Yes. Uh, uh, he said Kagayan. Um, he you said that this is one of the best for first-timers to start here, or with first-timers. Uh, Tony and a bunch of other memorable players. Oh. Uh, he said Cambodia, but don't watch it until you've watched Kagayan. Um, and he said uh, Heroes and Villains, season 20, which is considered, considered yes. the best season. Um, but he also said watch well, All-Stars first you. and watch China first and Tonka Tins if yes. you can. So that's yes. 15 and 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, you're just getting a lot of poverty when she was younger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. I mean, but you know a, that 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 makes sense because poverty is a is a really com- like like legitimately she's a compelling like TV character. Um, yes, uh, the way that she plays and the way that she like even in this episode, even though you kind of knew she was doomed um, once they didn't win the challenge, uh, seeing her kind of trying to play Nick and the way that they, you know, they, they, they cut it together as best they could. And Nick gave them some quotes where, where they were, you know, it, it at least tried to make it seem like, Oh, he might vote with Parvati, even though, you know, it would be yeah. really dumb to do so. So. <laughs> God, I love uh, uh, before we go on to, to uh, Westworld, uh, Dustin, I have one more question. What's sure. your, because you, again, you've watched this show. Um, the, uh, the, kind of the drama with, uh, Wendell and Michelle, like what's your, do you have a take on that? Do you have a, an opinion on that? Or is it just, do you just feel like they're kind of making that, just making it a thing for the show? Well, what's interesting is that, uh, and, and I, is that a lot of seasons, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Please be quiet, Penny. Um, a lot of seasons, uh, people know each other, you know, from previous seasons, all the survivor people know each other, but they always cut, they always edit that out. Mm-hmm. So any sort of relationship like that never makes it to air and they're playing it up this season, which is interesting. Um, Wendell was awesome his season and now I kind of don't like him. So I don't, <laughs> and I don't it's remember because he's kind of being, he's being pos- he's being positioned as a villain potentially. Yeah, he's like a cad. He's like a kind of douchey, but I didn't remember that about him at all in his season. He was like amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember who your predicted winners were? Uh, They're both still in. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I had Yule uh, because uh, Asian and uh, and I think Dustin had Kim, right? Yes. Yeah. Kim and and Yeah. And they're both still in. They're both uh, still alive. So quietly both under kind the radar, of, exactly where they should be. Okay. Yeah, they're both playing kind of a they're they're in a good spot kind of game. So you're feeling uh, feeling good about those choices still. I, am, I do. I am, Particularly Kim Yule. Yule got a, I got a little scared for Yule this week. When I'm legally not magic. obligated uh, obligated to state that uh, the the state of Yule is strong and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he is. Uh, he continues to play his position in uh, from a strategically sound position, and uh, any evidence to the contrary is just uh, the the white man's editing. Um, uh, so you propaganda. Yule twenty twenty. <laughs> I would take that. Oh my god! <laughs> in a second. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, we're running out of time for Dustin has to go because uh, he has a curfew now. So. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Doesn't do his homework. He's got we, a curfew. We, we legitimately might have to cut the game, so we'll see what happens. No? Uh, okay, let's, okay. No, no, okay, so we got to focus. <laughs> so let's move on to Westworld. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Robots, fucking robots. It's fine. Robots, it's fine. Um, Nothing to talk Dustin, about. Dustin, you said you were confused. No, no, okay, so right? the whole episode, let, let me just get this straight. The entire episode was basically designed to set up What's-Her-Face against What's-Her-Face. Uh, if you're talking about Maeve, Maeve and Dolores? Dolores? <laughs> yes. <laughs> then yes. Maeve yes. against Dolores. Yeah. But, man, it was convoluted way to get there, wasn't it? Compared to other seasons, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's the problem. It would be <laughs> convoluted without the context of the rest of Westworld to compare right. it to. Yeah, right. Like, this is still <laughs> one timeline. <laughs> yeah. And so well, they like took the, us through the gamut, and it was another hour plus episode. Yeah, it was. So the yeah. only thing that was convoluted about this was that it was you know questioning reality because basically she realizes that she's in a simulation, not. Which is always so funny oh, because right, like yeah. now they've right. set up these varying levels of what is reality. There's like the right, real right. world. There's the theme park, which is real in the sense that something is happening. Right, it physically exists. Physically in, exists on Earth, but right. it is you know programmed. And then right. this was a simulation based on a theme park, and to trick right. Maeve and try and get information out of her. Um, which my big question was: Does that mean the very poorly thought out World War Two world does that even exist? Does Delos have a war themed? a Nazi-themed theme park <laughs> or not, because it was just in the, the simulation. But yes. My guess would be yes. Yes. Because they had... I, I don't remember the number of parks that they claimed they had, but they definitely had more parks than we had seen. Right. So they claimed they had six, I believe. Okay. And we had, we had only seen we'd Westworld. S- we'd seen uh, Westworld, The Raj, um, and... Uh, uh, Shogun World. Shogun World, yeah. And... So, then War World would have been four, and then we got mm-hmm. the then Bernard and then Park Four, Park, quote unquote. Yeah, is medieval or is fantasy a, world or or fucking Westeros. Westeros. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but that's where I'm like, so technically there is room for there to be a, a World War Two world, but a part of me is also like, I don't choose to believe that it's real. It was in a simulation. I don't choose. So you so you think that that War World is. Not real. I think it probably is real. I am choosing to ignore it until they <laughs> do something in the reality of the show that makes Wait, me you, acknowledge it. Why are you it. choosing to ignore it? Because why would... Okay, I'm sorry. Vacationing with Nazis doesn't seem very fun. Well, I, and I, I get could, that I maybe could... rich people could punch them, but I'm also sort mm. of like, if you have all of the other... If you could go to the Wild West or, you know, the Raj or whatever, you had all these theme parks to choose from, and you're the, the asshole who goes to your rich friends and goes, yeah, I spent all my money to go to Nazi world. Well, like, I, I, I who would, would admit to I, that? I would push back against that only because I would say that I think, I mean, you know, this is obviously in the future, so it, it's set in a, you know, who knows what people care about. But World War II is kind of, from the from the American point of view, World War II was like the last good war, right? 
So it's the last war where you could like go and it's like there are clear good guys and clear bad guys. Yeah. Like if you went to Vietnam world, <laughs> I'd be like, that's you're 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 choosing something that's real <laughs> really at a minimum is dicey. <laughs> but World War Two world, you go and you shoot Nazis. That's good, right? We think that Nazis should be punched. Isn't that like yes. our in you know, that's what we believe to be the uh the uh, a righteous cause. Yes. So, so I, I, I agree see, with all of that. Yeah, I could see like, and especially this is you know whatever thirty years in the future, whatever from forty years from now. So the romanticism of World War Two would be even greater, where you're like, oh yeah, I, I went back and I shot so many Nazis. It was amazing. Like I, I saved all these all these French people or Italian people or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I even get from the questionable, questionable morality of it, like, you know, when you go into Westworld, you can, you can choose to be a white hat or a black hat. Right. So it's like, what is the choice when you're going into Nazi world? <laughs> I would get, I would <laughs> like, hope. Like, we all know what the choice is. <laughs> I would hope you're choosing to just be. Uh, the white hat version of... is great. <laughs> the black hat version is fucking Nazi. <laughs> right, right. No, I mean, I get it. Mm. I'm just saying. Technically, it was in a simulation, and I'm sure that simulation was based on the reality of Delos's theme parks. But until that is proven, I can choose to ignore it. Right. And but I that sh- is kind of interesting that 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 makes that that choice makes sense for us today. Right. Like if this park existed now, it would make sense to be like, oh yeah, go be a good guy in World War II, the greatest generation. But you know, forty years from now, who knows what we're gonna value or not value um you know uh anyway um oh shoot i had a question and i just blanked on oh, it oh i'm so and sorry no 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 no. it's my fault for talking through it and it's gone now well um, what else what else was dustin confused about yeah let's uh why do they keep turning <laughs> real people into uh why do they keep Battlescar Galacticing? The Hemsworth now guy is a okay. Hemsworth was <laughs> a that was a pretty big rewrite. Um, I will hand uh-huh. that's fair, but a that's kind of the only <laughs> trick that a <laughs> show about secret robots has up its sleeve. It's mm-hmm. all going to be Cylons. Uh, B, I think that it was. It's funny because it was hinted at the end of last season. This was the episode that really proved it. Um, It does make some sense uh, if you look back at the previous seasons. If there were scenes with him that seemed out of time, once you know that he's a host so he wasn't aging, it helps the continuity a bit. Um, Uh But I do think, you know, it's no... To me, it wasn't a huge revelation because he was he was always the security guy. Like, if there's one guy that makes sense to have mm-hmm. in, sure. you know, it yeah, it's him, and so he's protecting right. you know the hosts and Bernard and and whatever. Um, so I actually have a question about that too. But it's yeah. um, going to be like a is it uh, Cylon every week? No, I think that well, they're running out because most of the yeah <laughs> you're you're now limited to the characters who are still ostensibly alive. Right. Right. <laughs> Everyone's. Dead or in robot heaven, well, so right. Maeve was dead too. Well, so so, and that's my thing. I think she is the only one that got the hail mary. 
mm-hmm. that like miraculously because that you see them sort of trying it, you know, like you almost are tricked into thinking that Hector and Lee until you realize that they're all part of a simulation. It's sort of like, right. oh, all these characters miraculously survived. And it's like, no, 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 just Maeve. And I right. think that the Maeve exception was partially the way they shot it because they knew they're not going to get rid of, you know, that character. You're not going to get rid of uh, Tandy, dude. Exactly. You're not going to get rid yeah. of her. Um, yeah. But so all of the hosts that went through into host heaven, into the sublime, um, although that's also a question mark if if we find out that Dolores has the pearl for, like, Teddy. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I guess Teddy died, died. Right, I don't think he ever went. He didn't go. Well, I mean, he died, but then I thought mm-hmm. she tried to get him there. I don't know, man. It's getting very confusing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so most, so there's a limited number of characters that could even be revealed. Stubbs was kind of the last one, I think, that could right. be Secret Cylon. And there was something kind of nice about, and I, I know, uh, Tori, you wrote about this in your recap this week, and everyone should check it out on pajama.com. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get better at these uh, integrations, you guys. Uh, but the uh, that that these uh, it was a it was a neat way to bring characters in without, especially with Sizemore, um, mm-hmm. without kind of uh, uh, you know retroactively nullifying the the emotional uh, arc that they went on in previous seasons. Right. Um, yeah, because it was so it like was the fact that Sizemore was a was a you know he 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 reached the end of his story. But like he can he can serve a, a purpose here without it being like oh no he's alive and so all that stuff that he learned fuck that who cares yeah I, I think that I think that's really important like you know mm-hmm. these and I do think that this was going to be because this is the only the second episode of the season and I think that this is going to be one of the last ones where you're going to have that like surprise this character is back because right really simulation. That was one of the the key hints for Maeve to figure out that she was in the simulation. But Maeve mm. is the one character that got that hail mary save. So she right. was shot. Shannon Woodward is not coming we back. Didn't see her, huh? Shannon Woodward is not coming back. My guess is no. No, that's too bad. I, really I don't think care. so. Um, and then we, you know, of course, the other, the other not Hail Mary because we know the man in black survived but it's Mm -hmm. we don't know what happened to him so he he's still kind of the one character that's a giant question mark at this point in the timeline right um and then we don't know which CPUs which pearls Dolores took out and has been putting into new bodies right so she took uh is it Five? I believe it was was... five in the bag. And so Uh, one of them we know is in Charlotte Hale. Yep. And we know one of those was Bernard. One of them was Bernard, yep. Because she she built Bernard a new body. Yeah. So she built Bernard and then four left. Four left. Uh, Whoever is in Charlotte's body right now. mm -hmm. And whoever's in the... uh, I'm blanking on his name, but the Scottish uh, security guy. I know. I was. I'm just like Teddy. <laughs> Wasn't it? <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah. Uh, the insight security head. Right. Um, so those two are definitely people that she brought in, and then there are three others. Question mark. Uh, obviously, we know it's not Maeve. Um, right. Yeah. So, so Dolores has a little army forming. Um, 
Bernard is supposed to oppose her. Maeve is also supposed to oppose her. All three of them have their own points of view. None of it is very clear just yet. Um, yeah, I think what's interesting is as clear as this season is, like there's less timeline jumping. It, everything seems to, like we kind of know where it's all going, but it's not it's not drilled down yet because I still don't quite understand why why there will be this fight between Dolores and Bernard and Maeve. Right, right. And we're still having to, those are the, their positions, their opinions, their alliances, I think, are still being formed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the, so the returning characters, we, we got the, camp, the Hector and we got Lee Sizemore. The, they were in the simulation. We got the two lab techs who were also in the simulation. Presumably they're in real life, but doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> we haven't seen them. <laughs> and then the other cameo was... Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a scene where... And this happens not in the simulation. It happens in the real life portion. <laughs> Bernard and Stubbs are walking through the Mesa, and in a conference room, there is a little dragon that's Drogon uh, with... <laughs> <laughs> D.W. Weiss and David Benioff, the showrunners of Game of Thrones, talking about mm-hmm. how they need to cut the dragon up and sell it uh, to a buyer in, in Costa Rica. Right. Um, so that was like a, a little Easter egg for Game of Thrones, which they, right. the show had been doing, on, you know, each season. And there, there's always been talk about there being crossovers. But uh, this was the most <laughs> pointed. <laughs> um, and, and it was in the context of there being they're kind of, you know, revealing that there is this other theme park that would be medieval themed or fantasy themed because you see these characters kind of you know, in medieval garb and there's a loot player and all this other mm. stuff. And then it's like, boom, dragon. <laughs> right. And they definitely had at least one, uh, at least one host who's being worked on who, at least from the hair, I mean, it's hard to tell cause it's in the background, but definitely looks kind of like the hound. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's like, it, it's like a, it's like a big guy with long hair and a beard and dressed in black. And it's kind of like, you kind of look like the hound, but anyway. Yeah, it was, it was weird because they kind of, it was, it could go either way. Because you could look at right. some of the costumes on the mannequins and go like, you know, Game of Thrones had way better costumes. But on the other <laughs> hand, it's like, well, no, but that's literally Drogon. <laughs> right. So, oh, yeah. That was 100% Drogon. <laughs> um, and, yeah. And I don't know. And people are really split on it because for some it was like too obvious a cameo, which it was. I mean, it was so on the nose. On the other hand, I'm kind of like I take a perverse sense of comfort in imagining that like all of Game of Thrones, as as like frustrated as I was with that last <laughs> season, it's all wiped away if I imagine that it's just a themed park made of robots <laughs> like, <laughs> written oh. by a hack to, you know, entertain rich perverts. <laughs> like, suddenly all of the gratuitous nudity, nudity and all of the, like, terrible sexual politics of it and, like, everything makes so much more sense if you just imagine that it's a Delos attraction. Interesting. So that actually makes, makes uh, Game of Thrones feel more appropriate to you. Yes, Oh. I, I would say that this crossover <laughs> redeemed Game of Thrones. However, really? it definitely uh, made 
West Westworld seem a hell of a lot more gimmicky. <laughs> you know, I uh, I didn't catch the Easter egg until I read your recap because I well I knew I'd read somewhere it was in the in the ether that yeah. there was a Game of Thrones cameo, mm-hmm. and I thought it was Drago, and the whole episode I'm <laughs> for him to show up, and I totally missed the dragon. The dragon, <laughs> Wait, yeah. really? Yeah, I wasn't. I, 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 oh wow. I don't because I saw I saw Drogon and I paused and I was like, wait, what? Well, and I'm, then I like rewound and then I and then I started watching the scene again and I was like, wait, that looks like Dave Benioff. Yeah. And why do I know what he kind of looks like? And then I googled and I'm like, oh my god, that's him. It's both of and them. And then let it go forward and I'm like, oh my god, that's DB Weiss. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Droga. <laughs> so the other layer of it is that when they're talking about the buyer in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. that's a Jurassic Park Easter egg. Oh. So Westworld was written oh. by Michael Crichton, uh-huh. obviously. So the right. other big work that Michael Crichton did that was a, you know, theme park gone crazy on a mysterious island, <laughs> on right. a mysterious island that like <laughs> suddenly has giant massacres you know mm-hmm. uh gets out of control is jurassic park so that was costa rica oh. so there's a little bit of a circular self-referential yeah so that that and one is a little bit more of a tenuous reach yeah. but but and also if you want to go even deeper on that i just thought of this so um uh, Crichton started as a film writer, as a feature writer. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, he wrote books also, but like, like Westworld, the original Westworld, it's not a book. It's it's a it's a, it's a film. Yeah, yeah, it's a movie. Um, and then he kind of like his film career was okay, but then he, <laughs> but but I mean, but he he really he didn't really find like breakout success until until his books started getting adapted, specifically Jurassic Park, obviously. And then all of a sudden, everyone went back. And they bought, like, like you know, Hollywood bought all of his old books. Andromeda so then, Strain. And Andromeda Strain. Uh, a sphere. Sphere. Uh, oh, Congo. God. Do you remember Congo? Yo, you that remember was not a good movie? movie. This is not a movie podcast, but Congo, not a good movie. I saw it in theaters. But it had Bruce read Campbell. The book. Yeah, but it's still not a good... The, the movie... How dare uh, again, you? No, the, okay, look, the, the fucking... Look, in a, in a book, a, a, a talking gorilla with, like, a... A prosthetic that lets it synthesize, synthesize, <laughs> can't speak, uh, speech, it seems cool. In a movie made in 1995, it does not work. And then they're, like, using diamonds to make lasers. I don't know. It doesn't make any okay. sense. I saw it in theaters. It was amazing. It was great. I, I yeah, good movie, was great. No, but, it was not, but it was great. <laughs> But yeah. wait, no, but why is that any more or less legitimate than the Steven Spielberg produced Sequest, which had a oh. dolphin that could oh. talk? How dare you? <laughs> Sequest starred Roy Scheider. Schneider? <laughs> Scheider. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Star Trek in the ocean. In the ocean. And it, it, it had also two had, DeLuise brothers. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. And it had... Uh, Oh God! What's his name? Uh, who uh, R.I.P. I'm forgetting his name, but he was a child actor. Um, oh, Jonathan Brandis. 
Jonathan Brandis, yeah. Oh, anyway. way to bring the room down, uh, Dan. I'm so, no, no, so I, okay, here's, here's what I remember about Sequest. I remember watching Sequest at my grandparents' house because it was on Sunday nights, and Sunday nights we would have dinner at my grandparents' yes. house. And so the, the choices were we could either, either watch, uh, we were not allowed to watch Simpsons, so we could either watch Sequest or we could watch uh, Lois and Clark, which I don't know if they were actually on at the same time, but in my in my memory, they were on the at other. the same time. So we had to choose one or the other, and we chose Sequest. Obviously. Uh, it was great. Obviously. Yeah. So good. Talking Dolphin? Come on. Oh, come um, on. No. Well, I remember because, so I didn't have a choice. I had whatever was on NBC. <laughs> which was Sequest. You, which was Sequest. <laughs> but Sequest, so, then, so, for, so Sequest went on for like three or four seasons, and there was like a time jump at one point. Like, it was mm-hmm. all, they did a lot to try and keep that show relevant. It was wonderful. Yeah. Um, but at one point, it was paired with the single season running, I think it only ran for one season, or like one and a half seasons, um, Earth 2. Which starred oh. Clancy Brown and Antonio Sabato <laughs> Jr. and like a bunch of other people and Rebecca Gayhart and so at one point you could go from underwater Star Trek to whatever the hell Earth Two was supposed to be. I I remember I only vaguely it. remember uh, Earth Two, but I remember Earth Two was wonderful. I remember than... being like devastated when it was canceled because there were some big mysteries that they were gonna <laughs> reveal <laughs> around like the kids' superpowers and the aliens on the planet. And I don't know, man, it was gonna get great, and then it got canceled. That's <clears throat> <clears throat> even think... real quiet. I, you not, guys uh, are Sequest, not no, it's not. <laughs> It doesn't. Neither of them starred Tom Cavanaugh. Right. So was Sequest Sequest not uh, appointment viewing? In, I did in your uh, household. Look up Jonathan Brandis because I've briefly forgotten who he is, and it says cause of death. Brandis did not leave a suicide note. That's that's what it says on Google for his cause of death. That's really grim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, and then that's more grim than I. I left that yeah. out on purpose <laughs> because I didn't want to. Great. I mean, now no, I run down to, the like, room. <laughs> Now, well, now we have to like put. We gotta cut the, that. We have we to can't. give the number to the suicide hotline number. I yeah, don't know what it is. Um, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, we're under. This is not the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, oh. Also, we're running out of time. Speaking of time, we're running out of time for the episode because Dustin has a curfew. Um, oh, sh- yeah. So, we have eight minutes. Okay, quickly. Yeah. So let's did go you guys have quick. any so, other Westworld questions or no? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm uh, I think it's been surprisingly clear. That's my take. Okay. I think my and problem Dustin, is that con- I'm reading Twitter while I'm watching Westworld. You know, you gotta well, focus. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, I can't. Uh, don't I, multitask. I cannot help it right now. I read Twitter at all. What? At all times. That's oh just that's just adding to your anxiety. It really Dustin. is. It, honest um, to God, is. And, watch. And you know what else will add to your anxiety? Um, games. Games. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Tori, for the segue. Uh, all right, we're going to try to do this game as quickly as possible. Um, it is the untitled Guess the Ratings game. Oh, Jesus. Uh, because oh, I definitely came up with ratings. this uh, more than an hour before uh, this week's uh, that we were starting to record. That's absolutely so, not true. So here is what will happen. Um, I asked Tori and Dustin before we started recording... For a year, uh, from 2000 on, 
and they gave me years. So these years, and I, I've also, uh, also we're going to do this year just to, just to throw it in and have it make it, you know, show you how uh, people don't watch TV uh, <laughs> in real time anymore, basically. Uh, but um, uh, Satori said 2007, Dustin said 2014, and then we'll do 2019, 2020. Um, and so what I will do is I will give you a year uh, or I will pick a, I'll, I'll tell you what the year is. I'll give you the show and then you will have to tell me uh, what you think the average rating for that season was. Um, Are we talking about 18 to 49 ratings? Are we talking about overall? Yeah. Overall viewers. No, no, 18 to 49. It gets confusing when you do that. So we'll just do overall viewers. That's all it is. Um, And we're not doing plus uh, three. It's just like. No, no. This is just the uh, the total overnight. 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 Nielsen rating. Got it. I got it. Oh, yeah. It's overnight Nielsen rating. Dustin's going to win this. He actually pays attention to those. I totally do. You assume that Dustin will win, and uh, don't forget, hashtag Dustin cheats. That's true. At just about every game. He doesn't always win, but he does cheat. (laughs) So uh, we'll see how that goes. It's insane how often I lose despite cheating. cheating. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But uh, anyway. Um, we will see how this goes. Uh, also, we're going to play, because uh, I'm throwing it in now, uh, uh, pri- uh, Price is Right rules. You can't go over. So uh, you could always bet $1 if you want. Um, so That's not a let's start, number of viewers. Let's start in, uh, well, one viewer. <laughs> you, could, you could bid one viewer if you feel like it. Right, I'm thinking uh, let's go 2007 with, is pre-Writer's Strike and 2014 is post. So the Writer's Strike is... Well, like, the 2007... 2007-2008 season was the, the writer's, writer's strike, strike season. season. All right, all right. Yeah, um, but <laughs> that's when everything changed. There. That's when everything changed. So thank you, Tori, for picking that year. Uh, <laughs> we will, but we'll start with that. Uh, how about this? So, so I'll give you a, a little bit of context. 2007-2008 um, season, the number one show. American was Idol. CSI, oh, the really? original CSI. No, I'm, we're just doing scripted. No, none of this, uh, okay. none of this reality scripted. stuff. Right. Don't worry about that. You just scripted. Uh, the number one scripted show was CSI on CBS. Uh, what do you believe, what would be your guess for the average number of total viewers? Total viewers, CSI. Uh, yeah. 18. 23. No. Tori gets it. Uh, the actual older? answer was 19.6. Oh, wow. See? Per week. But 19.6 million viewers per week. Hmm. Um, Dustin, you went over. Tori, uh, good job. Thank so. you. <laughs> I'm going to keep going one viewer. <laughs> see, it's how, I see how it's going now. All right, all right, all right. All right. So uh, let's stick with 2007 just to, just to keep it. So, so you, have a, you have a barometer now. Um, how about this? So, uh, NCIS, which is still on the air today, <laughs> was, uh, hang on, I'm looking at this list. In 2007, 2008, it was the fifth highest show. So, CSI was the number one show, 19.6 million viewers. Uh, NCIS was number five that year. Uh, how many, how many million viewers do you think? The average. 13. Fourteen and a half. Dustin is closer, yes. uh, so he gets the point. It was fifteen point nine eight, so sixteen million all basically. Right, all right, all right. Um, so we're at one to one. 
I think uh, I think that was in two thousand. Price is Right rules makes it more difficult or, or easier. Uh, so I could yeah, I could just say yeah, after she says something or I say something. If she says thirteen million, I just say thirteen million one. Well, hopefully that's, true. that's if you're cheating. Hopefully sure. yeah. we play this like sportsmen. And also, you could ask, you could answer first, Destiny, right? And I, I let her because I did it the um, first the first time, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, also, not playing price to right rules, you're going to ask me to do math, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, at this not particular great. moment, math is not my strong suit. <laughs> We're at um, an over-underestimation. Yeah. That's it. Uh, however, let's move on. Uh, we might come back to 2007, 2008, okay. but we'll move on to 2014, 2015. Oh, okay. I wanted you to ask uh, how many viewers The Office has got in 2007, 2008. Quit trying to cheat with I'm your stack I'm not trying to cheat. I thought it was questions. a Hashtag Dustin cheats. Uh, but 2014, 2015, The Office is no longer <laughs> right. on the air. Right. Uh, but how about this? NCIS still on the air. Uh, and you know what? I'll even give you this hint. It is now the number one show in television in terms of total viewers. And okay. so what is your guess? This is in 2014, 2015. How many viewers do they get? Do they average? So this is after the writer's strike, but before they started counting uh, delayed uh, viewing. So this is seven years later. Yeah, so this we're looking 2014, 2015. at like twelve million. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm sticking with thirteen million. Tori gets the point. She's closer. Uh, in 2014, 2015, the average uh, viewership for NCIS. Seventeen point two four million. I mean, higher than they had in two thousand seven. Wow! Because things are weird, man. You know. Um, Wait, higher right. than they Why had. Why do you keep asking us about yeah. shitty CBS oh, right, shows? CIS. Uh, because Dustin, I'm trying to help you win, and you are not doing well. Uh, Tori's up two to one. Nobody Let's ever writes going. about NCIS ratings. Oh. Nobody cares except for like your grandmother. Uh, my grandmother is ninety-eight <laughs> and does not really know what she's watching when the television is on. Oh, still, uh, good because for her. she's got moderate dementia, but you know, I bet she still lo- digs Mark Harmon. Uh, no, she watches mostly Japanese TV. Oh, well. So Mark Harmon, uh, you should how take dare care. Yeah, how dare you? Yeah. Um, that's real. Uh, okay, here here we go. How about this? Um, here's a show that I feel like Tori has watched, so let's try to tilt this toward Tori. Right. <laughs> uh, 2014, we're sticking at 2014, 2015. Um, I don't know how far down the list this is, but it's pretty far down. But uh, there was a show uh, called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, I love so, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So this is now 2014, 2015. <sighs> What was the average viewership for Agents of Shield? Oh, it did not do very well at all. Um, it was <laughs> what season was that? When did it premiere? I do not know, but this is probably. <laughs> I feel like this is like season one or two. Yeah, oh, it's pretty okay. early. Uh, I'm gonna give it three million overnights. Uh, no, no, I'm gonna give you five. I'm gonna go with five. It's early. Uh, early years. So, you know, it's funny. It Cora was, gets a point. God damn it. Dustin was closer, but he went over, so we have to give him the uh, Price is Right. Wah, 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 wah. Yes. <laughs> 4.47 million viewers oh. uh, per week. 
Do you know if that's um, the, that so, must have been the second season? Yeah, because it definitely uh, went down after <laughs> that. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> by the way, the show uh, just behind Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Rizzoli and Isles, 4.35 million per week. Oh, interesting. Uh, I wonder why you which, noticed uh, that. I don't know. It's weird. Hmm. It's weird that I would notice that title. Um, all right, Tori's up three to one. We're playing to five, which it's I just said It's because you love no. lesbian cops. Because <laughs> we're a minute over. It's because I love... Wait, sorry, what, Dustin? You love lesbian cops. They're not lesbians. They're just best friends. Mm-hmm. All right. I think I've been clear about this. Uh, look, I, I have a little inside knowledge on what happened on at least the later seasons of Rizzoli and Isles. And, as an uh, avid viewer, nothing else. As an avid viewer, nothing else. Not that I have any... Uh, connection to the production. If you watch it on Hulu, watch episodes six oh nine and seven oh nine. Just, just cause you know, I feel like those are good episodes. Uh, but um, like, they're just good friends. All right, just they don't have. Friends. It doesn't have to be a sexual relationship. They're just good friends. They both have, you know, they both date men. It's not a. It's not a. I'll, I'm saying, look, it's not a. Don't worry about it. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, 2019, 2020. Uh, I, I know that you've, uh, you've, you, you've complained about CBS ratings, but guess what, Dustin? In 2019, 2020, guess what's the number one show on television? It's NCIS. Yes. And so Jesus Christ. in 2019, 2020, uh, what is the average viewership thus far uh, as of today, March oh, okay. 23rd, 2020, What's the average viewership for NCIS? Eight See, million. at this point, I am watching uh, not overnight ratings because nobody cares about those anymore. But overnight ratings, I don't know, fourteen. Tori gets the point. God damn it! It is eleven point three four. So Dustin was slightly closer, but again, understand that also when they count delayed viewing, it's like twenty-two million now. We're not doing. We're not doing live plus twenty nine. We're not doing. Look, Dustin, you can take I'm your going, actual number. <laughs> look, all I'm going off of, Dustin, is what is uh, what is considered to be quote unquote modern overnight ratings. All right, all right. Uh, because uh, I I can only. I can only do like seven minutes of research on this. So, so I'm getting uh, my ass. Tori's up four to one. Uh, Dustin's getting his ass kicked, which is great. Uh, but let's stay in 2019, 2020, see what happens next. So this is one that, you know, in theory should be slated to Tory, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, the, the television program uh, put on by the Fox Broadcasting Corporation, 911. Ooh. What is the average weekly viewer or average overnight viewership? Wait, it's on NBC now. No, I'm so sorry. I was thinking Brooklyn. We're past Dustin's curfew. <laughs> yeah. We got to We got to wrap this up. Did you just confuse Brooklyn Nine Nine with Nine One One? Hush, hush, hush. We're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. gonna say nine million. Oh, that's pretty good. It's actually, I, I would say, like ten and a half. You said ten and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to do. I think you. You both loot. You get both get no points because both uh, you're both over. Oh, it's six point seven million oh, in overnight. Again, that's in overnight, oh. nobody gives a shit about overnight anymore. God damn. Uh, nobody gives a shit about your life plus twenty nine, Dustin. <laughs> so, look, ratings don't matter. 
let's not pay attention to that. We're going to... All right, I've done two each per, so let's go backwards. Um, we're going to go back to 2007. The Office. Oh, God, this is too much. <laughs> all right, you want to do The Office? <laughs> yeah. No. I'll, fucking, I'll fucking look up The Office right now. <laughs> Not even, not even, you know, you know how bad it is? It's not even fucking showing up in this list. Oh. That's how low their ratings are. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's like the most beloved show ever, and yet its ratings were dismal. You have to go All right, to here like, we go. I have, I have, I have, I have correctly sorted for The Office. Here we go. Okay. So we're, we're specifically 2007, The Office. What season? On Dustin's, um, you know, Request because he is losing so badly, four to one. Two thousand seven. Uh, how like many? Two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Remember, this is the strike year. How many viewers on average on the overnights for The Office? I'm gonna guess four point two million. Three million. God damn. Oh my God, Dustin! Dustin gets a point. This yes. Is painful. I know. Uh. 2007, here's how many viewers for The Office. 8.63. What? Oh, see, yeah. it's so confusing yeah. trying to keep up with the... Because that's how, it was it's so, so crazy. Yeah. Because so many more people would watch back then, back, back then. in the day. Um, oh, wow, there's a lot of shows. Uh, you know what? Since I've just... Uh, I, I had to sort just for NBC just to get it on this chart. Uh, let's keep going with 2007 NBC shows. Um how about 30 Rock in 2007? 6 million. Uh, 5.5. <laughs> no, 5. Do you, do you... It doesn't matter. Tori got it. God because it. she was basically... Uh, it was 6.09. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, you're right. Tori on. was almost perfect. Um, Just like Liz Lemon. I'm working on my night cheese. <laughs> I would be too if I weren't talking. I would definitely be eating night cheese right now. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, All right, since basically. It... <laughs> I'm glad that Tori demolished Dustin's game. Oh, that was my winning point. That was your winning point. Yes, it was night cheese, thirty rock, Liz Lemon, um, and Dustin has passed the curfew, so we got to go. Right. But to I'm going before I go. I can't do the rant, but I'm going to ask Dan. Walking Dead ratings. 2014. Wait, are you asking me to guess? Yeah. Or do you want me to look them up? No, no, I want you to guess. Oh. Because I like this Well, one. I just looked at them, so. Oh, damn it's you. too late. <laughs> can't look it up. Uh, I'm going to guess 14.56 million. Sounds about right. All right, don't look. Because, well, no, I did look. No, no, so. and now I'm going to ask you season 10. The current season. Oh, um, three million. Yeah, that's about right. It's like three point one five in that range. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that sad? I know the destruction of my own industry. Isn't that very well painful? Um. Anyway, Dustin probably has to go, but uh, Tori will rant, or I will no, rant I'm gonna if listen Tori rant. decides. Oh, to Dan's gonna rant. Oh, wait, I'm gonna rant. What are you gonna what rant am I ranting about? about? You can rant about whatever you want. I get to assign the rant, right? You do, but do you have a topic you want me to rant about, or should I just, is it my choice? I think you get Slow to Slow churn Chardonnay? Oh, yeah, creamy objects. <laughs> what do okay. you think Seth would want you to talk about? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> hang on. I 
have to set the timer. <laughs> 60 seconds. Hang on. Wait, so so the question is, what would Seth want me to rant about? Or whatever you want. I mean, I'm just trying to help, man. This is on you. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right, I have a rant. All right, yes. here we go. I have a rant. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have, it's not Seth related, but here we go. Is it cheese related? It is not cheese related. Okay. But, okay, one minute on the klaxon. What? And here we go. So... <laughs> Um, so earlier in the Pajiba Slack, uh, there was a discussion of what shows people should be watching um, while we have this time, while we're quarantined, um, and it uh, it it basically w- w- this might be something that we should just talk about in the podcast in the future. But what this made me realize was that. I basically love every show on AMC that <laughs> nobody else watched. So I loved uh, Halt uh, and Catch Fire. I I love Dispatches love from Elsewhere, which Rubicon. nobody's watching, by the uh, way. I, I, nobody so watched. Good. We didn't even fucking talk about it this week. It, well, and, there's, and, uh, yeah. Uh, Rubicon, that, oh, which was Rubicon amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, of, of course, Lodge Forty Nine, my show of twenty nineteen. By the way, well, you did uh, not watch the but, Jimmy uh, Bell show, did you? Wait, hang on. Sorry, what? You didn't watch the Jamie Bell show, did you? What's the Jamie? Uh, that Jamie Revolutionary Bell show? War show. Oh, nobody watched. Oh uh, no, I mean I know people who were on that show and I didn't watch that. Um, <laughs> Turn. It was called Turn. Turn. That's right. Spies of the Revolutionary War. <laughs> oh, yeah. They changed uh, no, that. I did not watch that. But that went like three seasons. That's fine. Um, I didn't watch Low Winter Sun, which was like the Mark Strong. Uh, oh, that was, was so bad. It was a remake bad. of a British show. and yeah. I, I, yeah, I heard it wasn't good. So bad. Um, mm. Anyway, my I, minute's I still up, love but... Into the Badlands, despite the fact that it was <laughs> not the best. Into the Badlands was... Uh, that that leaves me on a separate rant, which even though the time's up, I, I I'm I'm curious about like why there's something about world building shows where you have to put so much effort into building the world, and that show did. I I legitimately feel like they did a really good job of like it's an interesting world. Yes, and the fight scenes are so good, so good. But but like to 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 support that <laughs> world building. They just have they just put in like the worst exposition in the dialogue as possible, and it's not. Look, writing a TV show is hard, yeah. and I I know this like from firsthand experience. It's not, <laughs> it is not easy. Even if you're on a bad show, it's not easy, and what there's nothing you can do about it. What if you're a lesbian cop show? First of all, Dustin, how dare you? They're they were friends. not lesbians. Second of all, they're, they're best friends. How do second you know of all, what I was talking that about? is was talking it's not about a bad show. It is a good show at what it does. It is a good show at what it did. All right, I'm making no judgments um, about the show. See, I, here's I will, here's the problem. We, I love suits. Hold on. Oh my god. Into the Badlands. Um, the problem was that the exposition was so separate from the fight scenes. If they had right. just talked while they were kicking, uh, nobody, you would have been distracted. So they needed to go they with. They needed the, to integrate. They needed to go with the Benioff and Weiss model, right. where they do, where they they give you the eye candy along with along the with the exposition, mm-hmm. so that you don't 
get as critical right. of the exposition. Right. And in Into the Badlands, the eye candy was absolutely the punching and kicking. Right. Often Which done was by amazing. Nick Frost. It was you know so well done. Cool oh, if so they f- crossed over like Into the Badlands with like a sorting show, so you're like punching and kicking and walking and talking at the same time. I would okay. That actually that would have been per- that's actually how they needed to do the exposition. They needed Aaron Sorkin to come in and be like, okay, while they're punching and kicking, just have Walking them talk a lot. I sell television. Uh, Me and that Coach, honestly, you just nailed like what my ideal wine. television show would be. <laughs> like Aaron Sorkin with kicking. Which which you know what, exposition mixed with uh, with. Uh, fight scenes sounds a lot like every anime ever. And oh, so, yeah, yeah. which sounds like the perfect Tori show. Because as we know, did Tori you, loves cartoons. Did you catch up on Castlevania yet? I have watched zero episodes of Castlevania. You, that's your homework for next week. We're doing the what's, did Dan do his homework? And then the, did Dustin do his homework? And your homework is not whatever we said your homework was before. I forget. Your homework is now Castlevania. It was going to be timeless, but no, I guess now it's Castlevania. I, I'm over timeless. Uh, no, I have way, no when, personal stake in timeless. When you brought that up on, on Slack today, I was like, oh my God, I forgot to watch Castlevania. <laughs> and I legitimately felt bad. I didn't even mention that Warren Ellis wrote it because I was like, Dan the only one who will get that. <laughs> uh, I'm anyway, you, though, none of that like means a... anything. Oh, none of that means anything to our listeners. So no. we'll just say that's our show tonight. That's our show, um, especially because Dustin has to go to sleep. Because you know what I'm really trouble. sad about? What is that? When Joshua Jackson has to announce that he's got coronavirus, that I'm I'm preparing. For Wait, that. what? Jesus Christ, Dustin! What is Did that happen? No, not yet, but it's going to happen, and oh. it's going to be devastating right. for me. Are you still just like vibing off of the Jonathan Brandis thing, or is this a whole new? You know, you know just... I thought you were like legitimately breaking news right now. No, I just you know, Pacey and I, we go way back. Um, excuse right, me, Pete. Peter Bishop. You guys, you, it's not, that's right. God damn it, Peter Fringe. Bishop. <laughs> I, watched, I hate you. I watched all of Fringe. Soul. Crystal Soul. What was it called? I have I have watched Soul Diamond. Soul. <gasps> the oh worst God. part of that show. Oh is... no! I watched a pilot. I watched a pilot. Uh, What's it called, Tori? Soul what? I don't know. Soul that Diamond. Matter. Soul Nobody Crystal. Tra- Soul. Anyway, no, look, we're, we're gonna soul- keep what? arguing about this off uh, off air. So I cannot we're believe just gonna, there we're are end. snow plows outside of my house right now. Yo, it's snowing so hard. Welcome <laughs> I, to almost <laughs> April. I know. Um. <laughs> L.A. is real nice. I'm not going to lie. Well, so. except for the coronavirus. <laughs> go outside, well, you know, Dan. You know, it's fine. I'm, I will. I'll go outside. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm not near a hot spot. So. Um, anyway, we'll be back next week. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Good night.